From the Office of Undergraduate Admissions at the George Washington University, this is GW Unfiltered, a student-led podcast where we get unfiltered about all things GW, meant to be listened to over a cup of coffee. You might be curious about what it was like to be a college student when COVID-19 hit in March. Where did you go? What were your classes like after that? And what about your friends or your student organizations? What happened to your on-campus jobs or your summer internships? These are all questions we'll get to unpack on today's episode, Class, Campus, and Coronavirus. Before we begin, we want to recognize the fact that we're still in a COVID-19 world. There are still so many challenges that we're overcoming, and this conversation is just the tip of the iceberg. But we wanted to capture the experiences of our students at a moment in time when they had to adapt to unexpected circumstances, both as students and as people. We hope that you learn about the resilience of the GW student community, as well as gain some insight into what the fall might look like now that we are once again online. Today, your host is Adriana Feiju, a senior from Wakanda, Illinois, studying political science and organizational sciences. Welcome to GW Unfiltered, everyone. Thanks for joining. I'm Adriana Feiju, and with me, I have some current GW students. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Davi. Um, I'm a rising senior at PW. I'm originally from Irvine, California, and I'm double majoring in political science and human services in social justice. Hi, everyone. My name is Hope Kim. I'm a rising senior in the Milken Institute School of Public Health, majoring in public health, and I'm originally from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Hi everyone, my name is Federico Michelin. I'm a rising senior in the Columbia College of Arts and Sciences studying sociology, and I'm from New York City. Awesome, I'm so happy to have you all here today. Now, before we dive in, let's provide a little bit of context. On Tuesday, March 10th, President Thomas LeBlanc sent a message to the GW community, strongly encouraging students to return home for spring break. By March 16th, the university announced a complete shift to online instruction for the remainder of the semester. While international students and others with extenuating circumstances were provided an option to remain on campus for their quarantine, most students were unable to return to Washington, D.C. for their normal spring at GW. We're just going to get the conversation starting with talking about when you guys realized that we were living through a pandemic. Um, I know for me, I was supposed to go to New York first spring break and this was like all before spring break and my mom was like you need to come home and on the flight I went I was on a 6 a.m flight back to Chicago it was like an empty flight and that never happens from two major cities and that's when it hit me that something was it wasn't just like a little disease like we were living through a pandemic yeah definitely um right in March I had two conferences to go to one in Los Angeles and one in um, Bogota Colombia and they were canceled back to back and days before each of those were supposed to happen. And that's when it really struck that this is something really serious because I think not a lot of tests are being done. So not a lot of cases are being reported across the country. And so we just saw like Europe and Asia and pretty much the rest of the world be impacted by this pandemic. And we're like, oh, like, you know, we must be fine. Uh, just realized pretty soon after that we are not fine. And being from New York City, which is one of the first hotspots in the U.S., it was kind of scary to come back home. 
that's when I realized that it was very serious. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the rest of the world, I was actually abroad during the uh, spring semester. I was in Paris and definitely had that realization, I think, a little bit earlier than the United States and all of my friends there, because I did have a few friends still holding on to their spring break plans back in D.C. at GW. But by that time, it was mid-February when schools started pulling their students from Italy, and I had friends who were studying abroad there who were going home in early March. So I I kind of had to come to that realization, but of course was still hoping that I could stick it out for as long as I could. Ultimately, I ended up coming home mid-March, but definitely interesting to watch the U.S. deal with all of that and GW students come to that realization after I had already <laughs> kind of had that realization a few few weeks earlier. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think for me, it hit a lot later. Like I knew the pandemic was, of course, like a huge deal and like it was a big problem. But I think it was when I realized like I couldn't go back to D.C. for the summer to like start work again that like it really hit me just like how long the pandemic would last. Because like I feel like at home, like I was like, okay, like it's just going to be a couple of months and then like everything will go back to normal. And then here we are in July and it's even getting worse now. That's for sure. I definitely think when I was home, Illinois has been like really good about implementing like quarantine. Like we stayed quarantined, I think like one of the last states to reopen. But even then we had people from like Northern Illinois, I live, go to Wisconsin to like go shopping where they didn't have to wear masks. And just like this whole idea of like, we used to be around so many people all the time and like socializing in college in DC, like in Paris, and we've never worn masks before. I think like, the normalcy of now like having masks everywhere you go and like having to deal with that is just so weird because I think about like a couple months ago when you were around 40 people in you know someone's room or like anywhere and you weren't worried about a disease it's just crazy to think about like how different it was for you Davi did you have to like do anything special to come back to the U.S. when this was all happening? I mean, yeah, for me, it was just a matter of when I was going to go back because I did have, um, you know, I was waiting on GW to tell me when they were pulling students because every homeschool was pulling their students at a different time and on a different schedule. Um, And then also I was communicating with obviously my provider program in Paris and when they wanted us to leave because ultimately they were the ones that were housing us. So we had to listen to when they wanted us to leave. Um, so it was a lot of just balancing in my head, you know, when it was the safest to come home, I tried to avoid the initial rush of Americans back to the U S, um, which I was pretty successful at by just waiting a little longer because, um, otherwise I was, I was coming back to six hour customs lines and obviously didn't want to be around that many people. So I, I was lucky enough to time it well enough. I got out early enough before it got too crazy, but late enough that I wasn't also coming home with thousands of Americans from Europe. Wow, that's crazy. For you guys, what were you the most worried about, just like in terms of school and life? I know that's very general. I just feel like there's been a lot of anxieties about just everything. Like even just like living normal life for me, I'm like, should I be around my friends from home if they've been around other people, you know? I think for me, um, I was in the middle of applying to summer internships when all of this was happening. And 
I think that is one of the most quintessential parts of being a GW student is just the intern life. And to have all of these places that I was interviewing with um, just suddenly, for lack of a better word, ghost me when they didn't know if they were going to be able to have those internships and, you know, ultimately cancel internships. And I was scrambling, like I'm sure everyone was for summer plans. And now that that's continuing on into the fall, that's been very hard. Yeah, I mean, going off of that, I think my biggest worries were not so much related to myself personally, but like, even for my friends who were seniors who like, were all graduating with like, no jobs and like, watching them all just like really struggle with that was like, really hard to see because I feel like leading up to that moment, like you feel like you have so much time, it's like going well, whatever. And then all of a sudden, every company is dropping you. And that was just really hard. And I think also I was so nervous that like, even if I thought I'd be fine at the end of the day, if I got COVID, it was more like my family. If I was like going out to grocery stores, like that would accidentally give it to someone else, like while just out and about. Um, So I think that also was a really big fear of mine. Yeah, I definitely think you guys covered a lot of bases. Um, One of my best friends is a senior and she was also, for lack of better words, ghosted. Um, I was also in the midst of applying for a few internships around the country to like get a new experience. I'm going to my summer, my last summer as a college student. Um, And those were all unfortunately canceled or downscaled. Um, But not a lot of those plans, you know, no one really thought to develop those prior. And so the turnaround took a much longer than anticipated. And I was already back in New York. I I had already kind of figured out that, you know what, I'm going to just wait here um, until things hopefully get better. But yeah, I was just kind of worried um, more about like day-to-day life um, and how I was going to be able to continue being the president of a student org on campus, be a student and be successful at my academics how I was going to make sure that me and my family stay safe. Yeah, I think those were some of my worries. Yeah, I feel like that's very typical for GW students. I know, especially we're all rising seniors. So an internship before your senior year is very important. How did you guys go about navigating jobs or internships like for the summer, if you have any, or like what have you guys been doing to stay busy during the summer? So I was uh, lucky enough to find an internship through one of my professors, actually the department head and one of my favorite professors from the human services and social justice program uh, emailed out an opportunity to apply for. And I, it wasn't something that would really struck me as something I would usually apply for, but seeing that most of my Uh, Other opportunities were in the midst of being canceled. I decided to just go for it. I was very grateful that I got a a second interview and then I got an offer. So then I just, I'm really happy where I am now, but it definitely was a little nerve wracking for a while there. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off that, I remember coming back home and I was like, mom, I do not have an internship. I have no set plans for the summer. What in the world am I going to do? And really quickly, all these different resources sprung up across the internet, different remote listservs for internships, different, I even joined a Slack channel for all these different opportunities to be posted. And also on LinkedIn, there were tons of opportunities as well that were like, remote, we, we will have internship this summer. And so I kind of did my part in being proactive and like really searching for these opportunities in for internships. And if I find any jobs, passing those along to my senior friends, making sure that everyone around me is doing what they can to be successful and stable. 
Yeah, I think my experience was a little different um, where I already had working for the university alongside Rico and Adriana, but that job um, has remained consistent throughout the summer as well as my other job, you know, planning orientation. So that's definitely been a transition, you know, we're changing our model to become virtual now. So luckily, I still had my opportunities, even though we did transition into, you know, a self quarantine. That's awesome. I know GW students always find a way to be busy. (laughs) Um, Going off that, for your spring, I know for us at GW, we went online for classes and same with you, Davi, even I know through your partner school. How were online classes for you guys? Like were professors good? Did you have like any challenges? You know, it's a good thing to talk about, I think. I think the online learning environment, like no matter what, is going to be a hard transition, you know, having like your professor face to face and like classmates as your support network and then like not actually being in person. But I think I really honestly felt like my professors were trying their hardest to make the transition as easy as possible for us and really be a resource. Most of my professors got rid of a lot of assignments that were really hard to do virtually or like they felt like maybe some students would have access to the appropriate resources or they made a lot of our assignments more geared towards like what we were going through, like made sure they take time in class to like talk about COVID and like the work that, you know, I'm in Milken. So like the work that Milken was doing as a school. Um, So I think they really tried to keep us informed and educated about what was happening with COVID while also trying to maintain our studies as normal as possible. Yeah, I guess to kind of pick up where Hope left off is that my professors were very understanding. GW was also very understanding in the policies with the pass or no pass um, policy, as well as you can be absent for a course um, or a class without getting penalized. And I think that was really important because a lot of us were just figuring out how to settle back at home. And I think overall, GW understood and as well as our professors that this is not a time that we are normal used to. And they also were going through their own challenges as well. And we all worked together and to make sure that we could end the semester right. And yeah, so I'm very thankful for how we were cared for throughout the process. Honestly, I was just happy that my classes were pre-recorded and were not on Paris time or I would have been getting up at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is a challenge. I know that was even a challenge for people in California. Like, when they had classes online. I know the one of the things that I loved was my favorite class I took last semester was a higher education class. And my professor made our whole final about COVID and how it related to higher education. And I just thought that was like so brilliant because our final was basically us ranting about school and like online. And he gave us points for that because he was like, I understand that this is a challenging time. Some people don't even have access to Wi-Fi or, you know, don't have a place to take like a genuine final. So I think all my professors were super great in understanding the circumstances and just working with students. Just like our students, our faculty had to adapt very quickly to the changing situation. Like Hope and Adriana mentioned, a lot of them used this as a phenomenal learning opportunity. The capability of our faculty and students will be shown once again come August, since the university's announcement that fall classes will be completely online. While select few students will be allowed to live on campus, all of GW will be logging into online classes for the time being, likely in their pajamas. But kind of going off that, how do you guys like think fall's gonna go? Are you guys moving on campus? Are you staying at home? 
So I'm uh, already actually back in D.C. I moved into my apartment on June 1st um, because that's when my lease was starting. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately, can't really afford to not live in a place that I'm contractually obligated to pay rent for at D.C. rates. So obviously, I want our model to reflect and, you know, be the safest option for the rest of the city. I think that as GW students, we also need to acknowledge that we are visitors in the homes of so many in DC. So just like all GW students, we're all involved in student orgs, um, Greek life and all sorts of things. How did the things you guys were involved in change in the spring and how are they moving forward into the fall? So I'm a part of an organization that is all about um, exchange and sending people abroad to either intern or volunteer. And so once those programs got shut down, we had to kind of pivot and figure out different innovative ways to engage our members to still be able to get the leadership experience that we hold so true to our organization. And so just taking a step back, making sure that our membership was taken care of, making sure that everyone was safe and sound. Back home, we also have tons of international students. So stay in touch with them as well. And being friends rather than rather than just student org participants or leaders and making sure that they were cared for throughout the month of March. Heading into April, we pivoted into a few different programmings for all of our members. And so while it was challenging, I think that's what also makes it exciting at the same time to be challenged as a student org leader, because that prepares you for the real world. So my student organizations primarily tried to keep as much normalcy as possible. So we kept weekly meetings through Zoom or WebEx and looking into the fall, we're trying to think of ways like we can engage with members through like a WebEx event or like other ways that we could just meet one another like from um, a virtual setting. So like Netflix parties or like, you know, online games and stuff like that. Um, So I think we're trying to just think of ways to really stay a community, even though we may not all be together in person. For my student org, Relay for Life, that is an event that you do in person. So it's it was very much um, a challenge, I will say, to have a virtual Relay for Life just because um, it was smack dab in the middle of quarantine. And I know a lot of people kind of just wanted to take a step back from a lot of things because it was super overwhelming to try and be doing normal things while also not leaving your house and being in the midst of a pandemic. But we still had our event. We still raised a really good amount of money for the American Cancer Society. And going into the fall, it's kind of like Rico said, it's it's a challenge being a a leader in an org during this time. I'm co-VP of fundraising. So I think that's definitely going to be a challenge, I will say, just because at a time where a lot of people are strapped for money and corporations don't have as much extra funds to give out, it will be challenging. But going off of that, Did you guys pick up any fun like hobbies or self-care during quarantine? So I adopted a cat. Um, (laughs) I know that uh, a lot of people, you know, looked into adoption. It was actually in a good way, very difficult to find um, an adoption agency that wasn't swamped with requests. But uh, this was actually something that I was thinking of doing for a while going into senior year, knowing that I would be living off campus. I've, uh, I had a cat growing up that I absolutely adored and I really wanted to have that for myself also. Um, so this was just the perfect time and it ended up working out perfectly. Um, and I would just recommend for anyone who wants the added responsibility and, you know, but a lifetime of love, 
definitely. I I did it through the Humane Rescue Alliance here in DC, and it was a really great experience. I took up running, and I know that sounds like I just like I hate running. I do it around, or I try to do it around DC, but I just like absolutely hate it. But since I like never left my house, and I wasn't getting steps in from like walking around the city, I forced myself to do it. And I so I like found different trails like around my neighborhood and stuff. And so that was a lot of fun. But also I like got those paint by number sets that you can like buy online. And it was so fun. And it's so relaxing, highly recommend because they just like give you all the paints and like everything's numbered. So like you don't actually have to really think about it while you do it. So I could just like zone out and watch Netflix while painting. For me, it was cooking, which I've always loved to cook, but my family just got really mad at me because I just make all these desserts. And yes, that's wonderful. But when you're just in your house all day, they're like, oh my gosh, all we do is eat. But you know, I think it was very therapeutic and I really enjoyed doing that. Um, And just really trying to stay in contact with friends. How did you guys deal with that? Because I know some people are only, you know, only children, like they they don't have family with them or you can't see your grandparents or something like that. How did you guys deal with like talking to people and, you know, staying sane? Yeah. Um, I made it a priority to like FaceTime, like my friends as much as possible. I mean, I felt like all of us were in the same boat where like we didn't have much going on. So like everyone was always like ready to pick up the phone. We made it a thing to like have weekly Netflix parties too. So we would pick like the worst movie we could find on Netflix, like just like a really bad rom-com or something and I'll watch it together and just like make fun of it the entire time. So that was just like a fun little thing to like ensure that everyone was like still talking to one another, but like not having to like be like, oh, how was your day? Like every single time we talked and like no one was actually doing anything. Yeah, I think a lot of my friends, what we did was just found any occasion to celebrate and turned it into a a virtual happy hour. Um, You know, for us, it was like, obviously birthdays. If any, I had a birthday during quarantine. It wasn't great. Oh, yeah. All, all, all legal drinking. Of course. Um, Sometimes I was alone in my house. So I would just, you know, get some tea, some nice tea. Um, But (laughs) it, it was a lot of just making, finding any excuse to see each other's faces and hanging out. Yeah, so to kind of wrap that up, um, we did, me and my friends did game nights every week, and a few of us would decide what game we play that week. There's been this huge trend, like, to do presentations on random things, and so that was one of the game nights. One of the other game nights was this game called Spy. So we played tons of virtual games together. We held birthday parties um, virtually. Me and my old high school friends, now that we were all back in New York City, we just kind of reconnected and did Zoom hangouts, and then when it got a bit safer here in New York to go outside, we like did social distance hanging out. And so it's been, there are some silver linings and that is that I was able to reconnect with people, but also continue to connect with you guys, as well as like my other friends from GW. Awesome guys. So for our last question of the podcast, um, kind of being optimistic and looking into the future, what are you guys excited about, about going back to school? Like favorite restaurant that you want to go back to or like activity you want to do with your friends? I know it's hard. (laughs) Um, I'm just like really excited to see like all of my friends again. Like, I feel like that's just gonna be such a glorious moment to like have that first face to face. And especially just I think monumenting is something like I've just really missed, like just like being able to like walk around the city with all of my friends and just like have those nice like little heart to hearts at like Lincoln Memorial and stuff. 
I think for me, it's definitely inviting everybody over to my new apartment and doing like a little potluck and so, like similar to Hope, just kind of giving everyone a hug if it's, it's, if it's safe, of course, but also just seeing my friends in person and not over Zoom. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking, looking forward to seeing faces around. Um, I really miss walking through Kogan and just like seeing people that I know and you know people in general is nice also if that's an option but um (laughs) excited for that awesome thank you so much for joining me today guys you're all wonderful and I'm very excited to see you all online in the fall thank you A special thanks to our host, Adriana Feiju, as well as our students, Davi Cohen, Hope Kim, and Federico Michelin. To get to know more about the students featured on this episode, as well as more about our response to COVID-19 and our fall plans, please visit our website at undergraduate.admissions.gwu.edu. Support for this podcast is provided by the GW Office of Undergraduate Admissions. The producers of this podcast are Rebecca Durango and Hannah Sturgis. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope that you tune in next time.